it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And watch at TV. It's game week. Come on in here, kids. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. And away we go. We wet the whistle over the weekend, and now it's real. College football is back. Florida State plays this week. Wow. Went into the stadium for the practice on Saturday night, and now here we are, all set with a depth chart. And some thoughts on what's going to happen regarding Florida State and um, who's starting where. That conversation's fun. It is a happy game week indeed to all of you. For those of you in the chat and off the cap, thanks for coming along. Those of you driving about, wouldn't be game week, right, if we weren't worried about a freaking storm hitting Florida. There you go. That's what we get. We get the, hey, hello, game week. Oh, hurricane. Great. At least it'll be only a tropicals. Oh. <laughs> With the warmth of these waters, sir, any storm of any kind is going to turn into a hurricane. <laughs> that, that's the one thing, with full respect to everybody from the NWS, the NHC, local meteorologists. Don't you dare disrespect them, Tom Lang. No, no, no. It's not disrespect to them. It's just that when the Gulf is 90 degrees mm-hmm. or more. It's all going to be a hurricane. Wouldn't you think the intensification model, I mean, or at least the forecasting would say, yeah, look out, man. I don't know about a TS slash category one. This thing's going to be pretty strong. Well, just basically any time that they say there's going to be a storm, I'm like, well, that's going to turn into a hurricane if it gets in the Gulf. But, okay, you guys don't tune into this show to hear us talk about the storm. We'll we'll gauge accordingly, and we'll we'll let you know schedules and all that good stuff. But uh, happy game week. is I, I say that sincerely. Uh, you know, I watched, uh, watched and won. Watched and won a little bit there. I had San Jose State plus 30. Ooh, just got it. Just got it there. Had the uh, Hawaii game, easy cover, very nice, very cover right there, and then of course um, we had Notre Dame. So there you go. Yeah, very right simple. over here. Yeah, very simple. Um, you know that's a that's a good way to start, and those were mentioned on air. So you know there you go. I, I'm good things. As for where my head's at as we start game week, it's in a good place. It really is. I I feel. Um, an awful lot of confidence in this team. Now, let's take a look at what Florida State did. They they did announce the depth chart. Uh, the projected depth chart has been posted. And, uh, you know, credit where credit is due. Since they kind of took the training wheels off of them 
and allowed him to go full bore. Robert Scott has looked in a very short period of time like the best option to play left tackle. And guess what? He is. He's going to get the start at left tackle. And, Tom, we thought out loud, you and I, what do you do with Bless Harris if Robert Scott starts at left tackle? Because your best offensive lineman is Jeremiah Byers. And we both agree on that. We think Byers is the best player you have on the offensive line. So I suspected that he would start at tackle. And it says that he is starting at right tackle, which leaves Bless Harris on the bench. Agreed um, on most fronts. I would say that Byers is definitely your most athletic, 100% far and away. Yeah. Best, I've been very impressed with Robert Scott this camp. You know, I think that might be a bit of an open question. But there's no doubt that Byers needs to be on the field. He's got to be. Yeah, he does, and he is. And he'll start at right tackle, which means you look at the center position. Marie Smith locked that down early in camp. He has just become uh, as steady as they get. Uh, I, he, he's not ideal size. You'd like to find a guy. They tried. Casey Roddick comes in now. One heads up on Casey Roddick when you guys watch. He's going to be playing left guard. Um, he's not great in pass protection. That's not his strength. He's a hoss. He'll help you in short yardage situation in the run game. Not great in pass protection. At right guard, it's Demetri Emanuel, who I didn't think was very good this camp at all. Uh, I would be kind of uh, interested to see if Darius Washington um, got some run there because it does. they do list the or on that right side, and I, I'm kind of curious. This offensive line that you see on the top line, left tackle to right tackle, I would rate as very, very good at run blocking. Very, very good at it. Mm-hmm. At pass protection, porous, that would be the issue. Now, if Braden Fisk is the real deal and dominant across all 12 games, then maybe we're actually better at pass pro. Maybe it's just a Braden Fisk issue about pass protection because that dude is going to be just one hell of a player no matter who we're going against. Yeah, yeah. If he's above average to good then I think the concern is there. But Darius Washington of those three guards that are listed, not named Keandre Jones, so you just go with the three guys in bold, Darius is the best pass protector of all three of them, at least in what we've seen in camp. Yeah, I, I, Darius has had a good camp, a very good camp. I had to apologize to him in our top 40 where we went back and looked at uh, you know guys we may have missed on who had good camps, and, and Darius was my guy that I thought really played quite well, and I, I he really wasn't even on my radar. Uh, obviously, Jordan, Travis, Trey Benson, Lawrence Toa Feely, um, when they list the running backs, running back two, if you will, uh, Johnny Wilson, and how about this, Destin Hill or Winston Wright? How far has Destin Hill come in a very short period of time? So I was surprised to see him on the top line, and it's not because of performance. He's been very good this camp. Yeah, I just thought it would go to Winston on the top line, and maybe Destin would be in bold, maybe not, but that he is in bold type as the starter. I'm surprised. That's good. It's good. It, it's not a crazy thing. It's just wow. Okay. Um, Tom, while we're looking at wide receiver, there's there's something that kind of stands out, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's missing. Yeah. What's going on there? Are we? Uh, they have not announced. That, but, um, you know, All Day Dre, Ira's favorite nickname, w- 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 this is a little disconcerting, don't you think? Is that a, is that a mistake? Um, 
they've got a lot of good guys. He was one of your top three receivers in spring. There's no doubt about it. I'm a little surprised to not. Well, no, I'm very surprised to not see him on the list. It, it didn't. I'm now. I'm curious. About I'm this. not surprised at all to see Hakeem make the list. Yeah, he came on late in camp. Mike could have put an or underneath Kentron for Hakeem because he's been better and better as fall camp has bled into now. What what is game week? Yeah, T- uh, tight ends. Interestingly enough, to see Kyle Morlock ahead. Of Biscuit. This is the largest stunner on the depth chart on the offensive I side. I really was shocked by that. Jaheim Bell, obviously, ahead of Preston Daniel, which, yes. But I'm stunned to see Kyle Morlock listed ahead of Marquiston Douglas. Now, again, Marquiston Douglas is going to play a ton of football. If it was me putting it together. I would have put Marquiston Douglas there. And I would have put Morlock behind Bell, maybe. Yes, and then put yeah. Daniel behind Marquiston. Yeah, Daniel I wouldn't have made the list. I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think Morlock and Marquiston play the same position. That's just that's just the way I look at that. I, I, I'm with you there. If you're talking about pass-catching targets, this is maybe the correct order. Probably the correct order. But I think when you look at a snap count at the end of a game, Marquiston's going to be playing more than Morlock, I think. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you're not shocked to see your linebackers are Tatum Bethune and Kalen Deloach. Uh, you're not shocked to see Jared Verse starting, obviously, as he, your first-round draft pick. Uh, Braden Fisk, yes, is is going to get the start at defensive tackle. Fabian Lovett or Joshua Farmer, that'll be a health thing. Uh, and then the other defensive end, Patrick Payton. Uh, Gilbert Edmond behind Jared Verse is the way they list it. Uh, Byron Turner behind Patrick Payton. So uh, nothing really stands out too much to me there. Uh, were you surprised at all? Uh, it is an or, but Jerrion Jones and Greedy Vance? Yep. I thought uh, Greedy Vance would be on the top of that list. Biggest surprise on defense. Yeah. Greedy Vance, I think, should be on the top line. Uh, Jerrion has had Played. a good 2023. He, he has. Yeah, he has. Uh, he is an option. I know that Ryan in the chat, go ahead, post what you will. But Jerrion has been very good in this calendar year of 2023. It's just that Greedy, I think, is the lockdown nickel back for Florida State. We'll see if that is the case on Sunday, though. Uh, Fintrell Cypress is going to get the start ahead of Azaria Thomas and uh, Shaheen Brown, uh, which you knew would be the starter there, and then Akeem Dent at free safety, or Kevin Knowles. Kevin Knowles had a great camp. Not surprising. Not surprising to see him listed there. Uh, and Renardo Green, your other starting cornerback. Darius Jones, his backup, he's going to get run. The true freshman is going to get time out on that football field, and I think he'll play well. I agree. I think if you're going to order the cornerbacks in terms of snaps, you'd see Renardo maybe at the highest. I'm going to throw the slot out, so let's just look at the I outside. I agree with you. Renardo at the most, Fentrell second, Azaria third, and then the field. I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, and and that is that is your look. That's, that's what you got right there. There's your, your starting Knowles uh, for this football season. The returners, uh, kick return. Do Span or Trey Benson uh, kick return? Uh, Kaziah Holmes is listed as well. Uh, Keon Coleman punt return uh, is listed as well. Uh, Keon Coleman, not surprised there, Tom. Uh, I, I'm not real surprised there. Yep. Ryan Fitzgerald wins the job over ETSU. Uh, he'll get first crack at it. Hopefully, I mean this. I know I've openly rooted for Keltner, but if Fitzgerald plays well, it'd be great to see. Uh, you don't want to have to replace your kicker. It means he's uh, having a tough go. Uh, punter, obviously, Mastromano. You guys know that. 
Um, and I don't really think anybody cares about anything else uh, from there. So there you go. Yeah, I'd say that if you need a 55-yarder before a half, Keltner probably comes off the sideline. Mm-hmm. I, I think he would be your long field goal specialist. Um, at 50, I think it's a toss-up. At 45 and below, it's 100%. Fitzgerald, I'm just going by leg strength. It's not that Fitzgerald can't thump it. It's just that Keltner has a little bit extra, especially if there's a wind in your face and you got to have something from deep. Uh, and then at kick returns, I'm surprised to see an or for Trey. Let's leave Trey in the backfield. I, 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 yeah, and he did have one to the house and ran over people, and he is a monster. But, yeah, let's, let's leave Trey in the backfield. I agree with you. Uh, so, your Knowles are who we thought they would be coming out of camp for the most part. There, there's not um, a big shakeup. We wondered how quickly could Destin Hill crack this starting lineup? How quickly would that young man be asked to play a pivotal role for you on Saturdays given that he hasn't played football for two years and he is a true freshman? And the answer is it didn't take long at all. Within, I don't know, Tom, a week and a half, we were thinking to ourselves, hmm, that guy may be your starter. He is really looking good, uh, and I and I, you know, Winston Wright's going to play. Uh, the The only shocking, shocking thing about this entire list is the Vendravius Jacobs stuff. I, I I don't. When that came out today, I think everybody had to have probably raised an eyebrow, given how much we've talked about Vendravius Jacobs. Yeah, it just again, if you if you want to earmark it from the end of spring to now. That, that is a, a stunning development. However, I would say, and I'll pivot quickly to the receiver room, it's better than I thought it could be before camp started. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, lot better. It's because, a good room. Yeah. Because of what Destin is. Because Winston Wright is at full speed. I mean, He looked even more full speed on Saturday inside the stadium than I had seen him at any practice prior. I thought he had his best practice on Saturday night. Yep. I, I, yep. He was nondescript for me this entire camp until Saturday night. I thought that play, he doesn't do anything to wow me that's any better than Destin Hill, ever. No, but I think in a situation where it's third and five and you got to have it, I think even before Saturday, you would put him on the field because he's got a little bit of that Micah Pittman uh, through traffic kind of ability. And And I'm rooting for him. I want people to understand this is not some sort of weird personal vendetta or anything like that. He just hasn't wowed me at any point. But full full agreement in that the explosiveness was present in a way on Saturday that we had not seen before. At least that's my take on it. It's exciting. Um, I, by the way, will my prediction for the season is that Keon Coleman will be your best wide receiver. He'll be uh, the guy that we're talking about as the season wears on uh, week in and week out. Keon Coleman will be your best wide receiver, I think. He's got the most tools. Yeah. He's got the most tools now. Uh, he's also the most pro-ready. He's, he's all that. Yeah, but Johnny's not far behind. Uh, you know, Johnny doesn't have – I mean, look, Johnny's 6'7", so that's one of his gifts. That is the, the, the overarching – talking point about Johnny Wilson is that he is a matchup problem because at 6'7", you shouldn't be able to run like that at 6'7". You have distinct advantage because of that size. Uh, I agree with you. He's got to catch the ball better, and he's got more work to do out of his overall skill set at wide receiver than Keon Coleman does. That's correct. But it's like looking at a a, a Ferrari and saying, oh, well, yeah, I'd rather have that than a Porsche. I, I just <laughs> Maybe not for the speed factor, but just how they present. Right. I mean, Keon, I think, is going to be a first-round pick. I, I really believe that, just looking at everything that's involved and what he brings to the table, and that he's going to also be a punt returner for you, too, at that size is weird. But it's the correct call. It's the correct call. He was the best punt returner in camp. Yeah, he was, and I'm excited uh, to watch him play. I'm excited to watch this team play. I'm ready to get underway. We all are. I think the team is done 
with practice. Uh, they got into uh, a bit of a skirmish, and uh, that, that happens. You hear about uh, stuff like that in camps all across the country. At this point in camp, when you get this far along, it's hard not to have a pushing match here or there or something like that. You're tired of blocking the same people all the time, and guys have traits. You know, some guys like to be the last touch guy. They gotta be. They gotta put their hands on you and push at the end of every play. You get tired of that after a while. Yeah. People begin to respond at this point in camp. As long as it's not fist the cuffs on the field, followed by in the locker room again, oh, like right. LSU had yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. Denver Harris. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 They just. You can tell. Uh, my point of bringing any of this up wasn't to tell you know company secrets it's that they're testy that's all i'm saying they're beginning to get testy as one would when you've practiced as much as they have in this heat for as long as they have they're ready to take it out on somebody else that's my main point of bringing this up at all uh i think that they looked a little bit testy and they're uh, ready yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh it's been a good camp though because it's been more competitive top to bottom there have been a lot of reps over the years here at Florida State since, I don't know, about 2017 that were no contest. Yes, they were run, whistle blows, play made, but you knew what the result was going to be before it happened. Mm-hmm. Not so this camp. A lot of reps in doubt. Guys going and earning things. I mean, you see it. Destin Hill legitimately climbed from obscurity into a starting role. I mean, that is only earned. The only way you can do that is through earning it. Think about how many times it was a running joke on this show in the chat where people would ask about the unicorn that Destin Hill, you know, was right. Like we openly laughed at the idea that maybe he never really existed, that the recruitment of Destin Hill is a figment of your imagination. It, it, it's not a thing because at some point you get one in two years removed. You know how these things go. Generally speaking, if, if a guy that you were trying to bring in either doesn't qualify or there's a, some outstanding reason that you're not aware of as to why he couldn't be admitted into the university, for whatever reason, if it doesn't happen and a year goes by, you kind of give up on the idea that he's ever going to play football for you. You look for his name at a JUCO, and then you kind of see, like, well, maybe two years from now we'll, we'll see him again. Maybe he'll be able to get in. You know, or something like that, or whatever your off-the-field concerns are will be alleviated. Let's hope so for the young man's sake. We've had those conversations. Generally speaking, that's how these things go. But this time around, they patiently waited for two years, and that should have been the indicator that this kid has some juice. You don't wait around on a kid for two freaking years unless you think he can drastically change that segment group. Unless you think he can change who you are offensively, in this case. And they they were right to wait. I mean, he, he came here, and in one camp, he's the starter. It is now etched in the stars. He's going to do something special on Sunday. He comes from the New Orleans area. They're playing LSU. I can hear it. I could just hear it on the broadcast that he has done something. Well, that's a good talking point. What a story. They go down to the sidelines for more information on Florida State's Pass catcher there on the 65-yard touchdown. You know, it, just, it just feels right. Maybe it's a kickoff return. Who knows? A lot to talk about. It's game week. Jeff Cameron, Joe 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Yeah, you, a lot of you guys are going to ask the question um, that we really don't have an answer for, and I don't really want to speculate um, just because uh, it, it's, it could get us in trouble. Uh, I also uh, really quickly, thank you, Z-Chan. It was good to see you. On Friday, and that uh, allows me. Go ahead, hit the woo. Uh, woo! Appreciate Holy you, brother. Holy Jesus! Yeah. Holy Jesus! Um, I will. I, I don't want to really speculate on Vendravius Jacobs. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know what that is about. So we'll we'll wait and see if Mike addresses it now that there's a depth chart. I I gotta believe it's gonna come up. I gotta believe it's gonna come up. Uh, that that he's not on the list of receivers on the on the damn depth chart, so we'll see. Uh, as far as Friday went, big ups to everybody involved in that. I want to thank the Battles End for providing free beer to everybody who came out. Uh, good job, thank you, Battles End. As always, that was great. I want to thank the Corner Pocket for hosting it. Uh, obviously, the keg made it to six thirty eight p.m. 6.38? Yep. We got to kill that keg sooner next year, and, and we'll do that together. Yeah. I, I, I got out of there, I think it was about 6.15, 6.20, so I missed the killing of the keg, the end of it, uh, as I uh, was going to a high school football game. Uh, but um, so that that said, uh, I, I want to thank everybody involved, obviously. Burning Company providing the shirts. They were good-looking shirts. They are good-looking shirts. They're comfy. Yeah, they're comfy. They're good-looking shirts. People liked them. That was good. Thanks to all of you who came out, obviously. And I want to thank uh, my friends here at 93.3 and at Warchant, too. But that was that was good times. Uh, you know, it was not a heavily... 
publicized event. We didn't do it up like we have in, in, in other years, but we didn't want to skip out and have the season get started without doffing the cap, and we did. So that was nice. So uh, good on you, and we do appreciate you. Now, as far as um, – <laughs> As far as the, 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 the starting lineup and football that was played over the weekend and where we sit, this is the this is the week, Tom. We gotta do W's and L's. This is it. How do you feel? I feel good. You feel prepared? Uh we don't have to do W's and L's today. We okay. didn't talk about it. We can do W's and L's at the end of the week. There's confidence we in the voice here. Yeah, no, I, I I like this team. Everybody does the thing. This this is the week to do it. Really, the build up to this this week to to game week is usually crescendoed with a hey, uh, what's the ceiling for a football team? What's the floor? What's the worst they can do? What's the best they can do? And I there have been I said this last week when you and I did a show together that there have been plenty of years. When there you go, there have been plenty of years when I thought best case scenario this team gets bowl eligible. You know, like it's not a pie in the sky projection when you say six and six, seven and five. Like that, there have been years where you thought the very best they can do is to win every game that is decided by one possession, get all the breaks, any ball that's on the ground that they drop, they recover, and the other team drops, they recover. You know, all that, like everything has to go right. Then there have been years, and this is one of them, where you say, oh, they could go undefeated. They could go undefeated in the regular season. Yeah, I think this team is that team. They could go undefeated this year. It would not shock me at all. If they went 12-0. Am I predicting them to go 12-0? Well, you'll have to stay tuned and watch W's and L's as the week progresses. We'll we'll do it later in the uh, week. When are they? <laughs> when do we do it? I don't know. You want to do it Wednesday? That sounds good. Middle of the week? Weather permitting. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shoot for Wednesday or Thursday. We could do it on a Redemption Thursday. I don't know. Ooh, that, that seems it's fitting. It's the first Redemption Thursday of the year. Yeah, we could do it. Also, you know. Things will have passed by then, hopefully, yeah. without incident. Yeah. And so, therefore, we – yeah, Thursday sounds good. Yeah, so Thursday is probably what we'll do. So, worst-case scenario, though, I will engage you in that. Because the way you do that, exclude injuries. Everybody can say, oh, well, if we lose Jordan Travis, yeah, right, man, right. And if USC loses Caleb Williams, and if, you know, whatever. I mean, I got it. If Drake May doesn't start for North Carolina, they're a different team. Yeah, man. If your starting quarterback gets hurt, you're probably going to have a lost season. You, There are very few teams, very few, where that doesn't apply. Some. I mean, when you've loaded up, when 90% of your roster is a five-star player, then you can probably win a lot of games at Alabama with your backup quarterback. But we're not quite there yet. We haven't done that year over year over year. So if Florida State loses their starting quarterback, obviously it's a nightmare scenario. So we don't we don't gauge the floor with these scenarios of predicted injuries for your top receiver, top running back, top defensive tackle, or quarterback. We just assume they're healthy and we make adjustments along the way if we learn something new. Let's knock on wood. We're not having to make a lot of adjustments based on what happens in the post-game reports due to injury, right? So if they're healthy, I think the worst they can do is 9-3. and three. I agree. 
Yeah, I think you lose both of your coin flip-ish games. You'd have to lose both Clemson and LSU. And then yes. a turnover fest somewhere else along the yeah, way. I just have a bad game against Pitt on the road or a bad game against Florida on the you road. You got your NC State slash Jacksonville State clunker. Yeah, yeah. you just have mm-hmm. a game like that. That can happen. Worst case scenario, 9-3. and three. And by the way, if for some reason they were to go 9-3 and three, or, God forbid, 8-4, and four, we're having a very different kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are going to be uh, again. I bring this up every year just to remind everybody: no matter what your preconce- preconceived notions are about a season, a team, a player, a coach, wins and losses happen for a reason. You can predict all you want, but then you see the games. Those wins, those losses, they happen for a reason, and that is what elicits emotion and obviously conversation. So if for some reason they were not able to get the most out of this team and they did go 9-3, and three, we're talking about some people whose jobs might be on the line. I'm not saying they'd fire Mike. I'm saying somebody's going to have to pay the piper for a season with this talent and this schedule. You do anything 9-3 and three or worse, you oh, no, no, we got, we got issues. Somebody screwed up. Yeah, I think, um, I think you can use a – everybody's favorite a golf analogy for the records this season if you talk about relative to par par bogey double birdie equal whatever nine and three let's say you go ten and three nine and three in the 12 and somehow because you lost to maybe to two out of conference opponents or, or whatever you make it to charlotte and then you do win the acc championship i still think that's bordering on a bogey i think that's a disappointing season like you could have a banner and that flies forever but if you lost three times in these 12 games it would be nice to win the ACC championship, but you'd go, hmm, really? Okay. Got it together just in time to go to a mid-level bowl. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, and it would mean that you lost any game you played against somebody who was capable. Right. Or I guess it would be a New Year's Six for an ACC champion. But, you know, it's like, all right, you got him on the way out, but it just, it's not successful. I, I have said before, I said it back in spring, and I believe it now. This is a playoff or bust year. The field is breaking in new quarterbacks, there are flaws abound in that top five for you to take advantage of with this extremely experienced roster. Well, I, I, I yes and no. If you go ten and two and then turn that into eleven and two and win the ACC and somehow you're left out of the playoff because there are three undefeated teams and one one loss team, you wouldn't say that was a failure of a season. You could call it a success, but I would I would be disappointed. This is a, this is a year, man. This is a year to make the playoff. Well. So, wait a minute. Let's define our terms here. You'd be disappointed if they don't go 11-1 and or 12-0 and is what you're saying, right? You, you They can't do any worse, according to you right now. Well, no, the worst they can do is 9-3. and three. That's, no, but, that's, but I'm yeah. saying 9-3 and three is a failure. But you just yeah. said that if they if they won the ACC and, mm-hmm. and went 10-2, and two, you'd be disappointed. Yeah. I w- if they don't make the playoff, yeah. This is a year to make the playoff. Yes. Yeah. So, if that means by definition that you, you would say 10-2 and two is not good enough, if you lost to LSU and Clemson and we're doing the injuries, no injuries thing, yeah, I'm disappointed. These, okay. are, these are the two games against opponents that you are finally on par with. If you lose both of them, come on, man. Yeah, but but hold on a second here. You're an underdog in the first one. You're probably going to be an underdog in the second one. Also, so you'd lose two games in which you weren't favored to win. Also, you'd lose two games, neither of which are at Doe Campbell Stadium. I would say to that so. Okay. Well, this is I, where we are now. This is where I, I this like, year's team. Next year, if it was next year's roster in this I situation. I like that you're willing to put your name on it. Yeah. That's good. I'm just wanting – I want clarification for show records. Sure. That basically you're telling me 
anything short of 11 and 1 or 12 and 0 you're disappointed by because I'm assuming that if they go yeah. 10 and 2 they lost to Clemson and LSU so that is a disappointment to you yeah unless they could somehow go 10 and 2 and make the playoff because of weird circumstances beyond their control well which would be 11 and 2 in an ACC championship you know, I just I'm very result oriented this year. Yeah, that well, they should they, go they to the playoffs. They got a good team. They got a very good team. You're gonna every Saturday you suit up. I'm certain you've got the best quarterback. Yeah. If you have the best quarterback each week you play, you got a good chance to win. And he he <laughs> might not be the best player on the field because you have one at defensive end. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's shared just, verse. Yeah. Come well, on now. when we talk about yeah, but when we also talk about. Draft positioning as opposed to just collegiate players. I'm just saying the ability to take over a game single-handedly, it might actually be verse over Travis. I mean, this dude has just been unbelievable. He has game. been unbelievable, but people won't allow for that. They'll double him and they'll do things. I mean, he he if, if he becomes the nightmare that we've seen some guys become for teams where we can't get a playoff because this guy is killing my left tackle on every play. Yeah. They'll chip him. They'll double him. They'll they'll have to commit. And he's still effective at Which, that point. Yes, but, yeah. but, he, but he won't rack up numbers that would have you say he's dominant. At that point, if they're doubling him or running right at him, which is what I would do, um, then you're going to have – you know, a situation where he's not amassing sacks and he's not, sure. you know, those kinds of things. That's not forcing fair. turnovers, I, you know. I, I'm just saying, yeah, when you go top-line talent for top-line talent and we're playing the game of injuries aren't a factor, this top-line talent should go at minimum 1-1 one and one in the month of September in your two big games. It should. It's just, I agree with Briley here. I, I, The reason I was pinning you down on that, if you go 11-2 and two, and that includes winning the ACC, I just don't know how you'd call that a disappointment. If you don't make the playoff, I just, it is. I, it is. Mm, I, I I can't get there with you. Some of those circumstances. Now, I, I'm. <laughs> we're close. We're close on this. But if you lose 34-31 on a last-second kick to LSU and 28-27 on the road to Clemson and then go on and beat the bejesus out of everybody else, which includes sweeping your rivals again this year and then getting revenge in the ACC championship game and winning that and finishing as conference champions 11-2. and Your two losses are two games that you were an underdog in, neither of which were played at home, and you go, you know, you don't make the playoffs because of circumstance, like the other teams are undefeated or whatever it might be. I just would not call that a disappointment. Life, I understand where you're going, but I, I wouldn't do that. Life is a series of contradictions, you know. <laughs> like it can be a successful season, and, and I personally feel disappointed about the level of success which they attained. Like that's, I would, I would agree with you that objectively it has to be viewed as a success, but I will still feel disappointed. Okay, well that's fair. I'm asking you, after all. Yeah, I just, I. It's it's just if they go eleven and two and win the conference and avenge a regular season road loss to Clemson, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be disappointed. I want to make the playoffs. I do, and it, you're right. I I agree with the assessment that this is a good year to make the playoff because a lot of people, the powerhouses, are making adjustments at the most key positions. I, I agree, um, but we have not put together. This is where I come back to how close we are to being back to our old selves to operating at peak efficiency and not yet quite being there. We have not put together top 10 classes year over year over year over year. We haven't. So what we've done is we've supplemented our roster with transfer players, and that's great. You have to do that when you don't have good players. you got, you got to raise the floor really quickly, and the best way to do it is to take advantage of the transfer portal. And Mike, it can be argued, has done it better than any coach in America 
And I give him kudos for that, and I don't look at that as a black mark on his record. I say, no, that's a good job. Good job. You had to do that. Now it looks like we're going to have a top five class. And if you put together a series of top five classes, back-to-back-to-back years or whatever, then, yes, I would agree with you that you start raising the bar so high as to say, hey, man, unless you go 11-1 and or 12-0, and it's a bad year. Here would be a recent Florida State history analogy. The 2020 Florida State men's basketball team, ACC champions that they were, were robbed of an opportunity yeah, they, to go they, farther. And they would have gone, I believe, to the Final Four. If they won the ACC regular season, which they did, and they actually played for and won the ACC tournament title, which they could very likely have done, if they cared to. If I they think cared they to, right, probably would have, yeah. And they were eliminated in the Elite Eight. Is that a successful season? <sighs> And would you be disappointed? I think you have to oh, deem I that. Would, I would be disappointed, yes. But it would also be deemed as a successful season, wouldn't it? You go to the Elite Eight, and then you, you did yes. the sweep of the ACC. Yeah, it would be. And But also, one-off tournaments are iffy deals. We know that. We've watched one seeds get bounced, two seeds. I mean, hell, Virginia lost to a 16 seed. But <laughs> after that Elite Eight game, you'd go, oh, all right. I mean, great oh, yeah. year, guys. You'd be mad. But, you'd be I mad. Mean, yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's how I'd feel about 11-2 and two in an ACC championship with no playoff. Well... Win the conference, get back to doing that, establishing, establish something there, and 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 I think again, how you play in these games matter. It's really going to inform the conversation. I'm with you if we get trounced in the two games against teams with like talent. If we've got even talent with those two teams and we lose both those games convincingly, that's a different conversation yeah. than if you lose two heartbreakers in which both teams were really good. And it came down to a, a last-second field goal or something. You know, right. that, that can happen. And I get it. If you want to view these two as coin flip games, just because you flip a coin twice doesn't mean it's going to land on either side once. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. But I'm, this is a result year. Come on, get the result. Well, it, it's got to be your side of the coin once out when, of the twice. What do you think is more likely? And this is actually a fun conversation because um, I – all right. If you – who are you going to lose to if you lose one of these two games? Mm. That's hard for me to answer. That's a real hard. Because, why? Because, because I feel they, confident about both. Well, but also you could see them losing either one. Oh, well, that, yeah, I that's, guess. That's my point. I didn't even consider that. I yeah. felt confident about both games. I took the optimist side of it. Yeah, but again, it's hard for you to choose because you could see them losing either one. You don't think they will, but you could see it. It's not crazy. You wouldn't be shocked at all. It'd be shocking if they lost to Duke. It'd be shocking if they lost to freaking Syracuse. You'd be stunned. I'd be surprised if they lost to both. I don't know about shocked, but I'd be surprised if they lost to both. I mean, come on. Who are they more likely to lose to? That's... You know, can I say... Can I, can I dodge it very quickly this way? If you flip the order of the games... Yeah. I would be more shocked if they lost LSU, but because LSU's in week one, I guess I have trepidation there. I just feel like player for player, position for position. They should beat LSU. Come on now. They should win this week. They should. I've, LSU had the number – all the advanced stats say that LSU had the most elusive quarterback in college football. Jaden Daniels. Florida game says we're not far behind. Right. Jaden Daniels, though, consistently graded out as the best scrambling quarterback in the country. All those metrics point to him. 
And we watched that in the second half. We watched that period, that whole game. The only offense yeah. LSU had was him running around making plays because anything on time or anything in rhythm, anything on platform, they didn't really accomplish anything. No. The best throw he made hit uh, Kayshawn Boutte in the face mask because yeah. he wasn't looking for it. Right. Because he was mentally checked out. Yes, he was. So <laughs> That helped. But that so it's interesting. Then the other part, so you have that quarterback for LSU, who's just that kind of erases some of your advantages. Yeah. Okay. Then secondly, if I'm making the case for a loss, let's say. Sure. Secondly, let's not think that they don't have really good offensive and defensive linemen and linebackers and all. They do. They do. And yes. they their only concern is corner. Correct. And and if I'm painting the picture for us to lose, it's that the interior of the offensive line, I already have it as my number one concern for uh, the me offense. Too. Me too. But it's not it's a larger concern than I that I anticipate today. Like it bears out in the second quarter, you go, Oh, this is not oh boy, this is just legitimately a problem. Now this offense has worked around offensive line deficiencies for years. Mike Norvell is very practiced at this at Florida State. Yes, he is. We can move Jordan and create protections that are outside the normal pocket and all kinds of stuff, roll them out. And they did that to great success last year. Like, they've already proven that against LSU. So I feel like you've got an answer, even if the interior of the offensive line can't yeah. pass, bro. But it's just that rare. could be a problem. It's just rare that you can make compelling cases for you to win both those games. Like, I could sit here and we, you and I could talk, and by the end of it, we'd convince everybody that Florida State's going to win this game going away. Like, I, I could, I, there are a lot of scenarios where I could see that happening. But we could also, if we wanted to, objectively come back at it the other way and, and make a case for a loss. And maybe even make a case for a tough loss where you lose by 14. I think you could. I think you could. Your linebackers aren't great, Tom. If, for some reason, LSU's offensive line ends up being the best one you face all year long and it neutralizes a strength along the defensive front, you could lose this game going away. That would suppose that your offense is, yeah, not not able to go down the field and score thirty points. But I think you could score thirty points and you could lose forty-one to thirty or forty. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I don't know that this defense is capable of giving up that many points. Oh, to yeah. yeah, now we're yeah. getting somewhere. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Jeff Cameron Show, ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is... Um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins. Probiotics. 
whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Jeff Cameron Show, Game Week. Thanks for being here. I was attempting to, I was about to try to make a case for us to lose by 14 just to see the reaction of people. It's a fun exercise when you're when you're a gambler to go through with any game that you pick. How can you win it? How can you lose it? What's, what are your reasons? Listing the pros and cons of things kind of helps you make make a decision on a side or a total or a half, whatever it might be. Uh, I don't think Florida State's going to lose by 14. No, I wasn't making that case. In fact, I think Florida State's going to win the game. I do. I'm picking them to win the game. But it's certainly not crazy to think they could lose it. it like, it's crazy to think they could lose to Syracuse. That's crazy. You're, you're not going to lose to Syracuse. You're just not. <laughs> so you're, you're not. You would have to try to lose that game. Agreed. You would have to really, like, I mean, really try. You'd have to, inv- as I like to say in post-game shows where we've done this, we've invented a way to either make this close or lose this game. Right. Yeah. Turnovers do that. You know, if you turn the ball over, you can make teams that have very little chance of competing with you on an even basis suddenly seem like uh, world beaters. It happens all the time when you turn over the football. But short of that, you know, Florida State, you're right. Player for player, you, you, you're you going to be all right. Know this, by the way, that no matter what they do in this game on Sunday night, there's going to be an overreaction. If if we win the game by 21, the vast majority of this fan base are going to take that to mean we're going to go play for and win a national championship. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's a fun it's a fun conversation, right? If we lose the game, well, we were never as good as we thought we were. You know, I don't know why you guys thought it was going to be the kind of season that you did. People jumping off a cliff if we lose the game. And I would still argue in that at that point, neither is true. It's game one. Let's see what happens. I think they're a good team. I'll still think they're a good team if they lose this game on Sunday. I think they're going to have a very good season, even if they lose this game on Sunday. But, you know, if they win it by 21, of course, again, you win and lose games for a reason. Results happen. Things play out by which you can glean whatever you need to about a team through one game. It's one data point. But I'm kind of... That road game against Clemson would still be ominous. It would still be a tough game. It's still it's not going to change if we win big. I'm still going to think that that's a very difficult ask. How much better do you think this team is than last year's team? And, you know, week one, you're not fully formed. I get that. But just what you've seen in this camp. Oh, I think they're a very good team. I, I think some people are going to be shocked. I, I will tell you this. It didn't take long for me to arrive at the conclusion that we should be bullish on Florida State's chances this year. Like, how quickly into camp did we come on the airwaves and start talking about, they're good, guys. They're good. It didn't take long. I feel like, I think if we went back and checked the tapes, I think pretty early on, once they put pads on, we went, ooh. Because what you saw 
from Keon Coleman. Like, let's just start there. The, the, the fact that you went and got a receiver of that caliber to come here and play opposite of Johnny Wilson, and then he was all that in a bag of chips the second he arrived. When you saw him, you went, ooh, okay, that's, that's a problem. Good luck trying to guard this with those two out there at the same time. Then what's the next thing that happened? Well, this Destin Hill kid, we hear so much about him. They waited two years on the kid. I better see something. Oh, we saw something. Yeah, before it, they put shoulder pads on. Yeah. I mean, we saw something. And, and I'll tell you something else. The second you asked people on that team about that kid, their eyes got as big as saucers. They couldn't wait to talk about him because they saw him in workouts. They saw him run. They saw him compete. And they went, ooh, well, this is different. So all of the boxes you needed to check – regarding off-season acquisitions. Jeremiah Byers, the first time we saw him, Tom, we went, oh, man. So, you know, that, that there was a lot of reasons for high expectations. We'll carry on the conversation momentarily. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with